Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. My name is Maryam. And my name is Nazmeen. Welcome to our podcast where we invite sisters to share their truly inspiring stories and valuable experiences. In this episode, we have our guest sister Esra, known as Hassanat Billionaire Coaching on Instagram, who is a Muslim coach and author. She helps and supports Muslim women on their journey of healing, growth, and self-optimization, focusing especially on time management and developing a success mindset. Welcome, Sister Esra. We are very happy to have you on our podcast and for you to share your valuable experiences with us. Thank you for having me. We would like to begin by asking you about your own journey. So you lived in China, in Kuwait, and you are now living in Germany. You got to know different cultures, customs, and environments. Would you like to share some of your experiences with us and the lessons you have learned from your time abroad? Yes, of course. I think the most valuable experience is that if you live abroad, you have to step out from your comfort zone. And once you do this, the magic happens. And this experience is you really cannot get when you're in your hometown. And what I really experience, especially in China, when you're somewhere and you don't know anyone, you have to go out of this comfort zone. And by doing this, actually, something very amazing happens. You see your real abilities. That means you are real getting to know yourself. You are facing yourself. You are finding yourself. And in the journey to find Allah, you really first have to find yourself. And this was my first step to his journey. Because in the second step, when I was living in Kuwait, I found him. And this, in a nutshell, if you want to summarize the biggest milestones in China and Kuwait, the first thing I found myself in China through these challenges, and I, I saw every challenge as an option to grow, as an option to become stronger, or to as an option to forgive, or an option to become more kind, to really work on myself. Every problem, I did not see it as something negative. I saw it really as a chance now to grow and to become closer to Allah by this process. And when I was living in Kuwait, I started with self-reflection because living in China, you have a lot of people around you and you are visiting a lot of places. But in Kuwait, I lived there because I'm married. My husband, he used to live in Kuwait, so we moved to Kuwait. I had so much time for myself and there was not a lot of people around me. So what I did was on the journey to Allah, because this was always in my heart, I wanted to find him. I read the Quran, the translation of the Quran, in more than 20 versions of translation. I read a lot of tafsir, and I went through this book in deep analysis. When I made this, I truly understand like the, the essence of this book, which is love which is truly love and which is also self-improvement and serving the ummah and serving the people. And this aligned also with my further experience in China to want to improve my character. And I started to really, because before this journey, I didn't know anything about the Prophet Ali SubhanAllah. I didn't know anything about him. And when I made this journey, I really went through his seerah and with a lot of effort 
sleepless nights and going to ask this one and that one and that book. Really, I all my time I give to the study there in Kuwait. I really came to understand that we as a human being, it's really obligatory on us to work on ourselves, to work on our anger, on our jealousy, on our bad characteristics. And um, I made an action plan for this actually there. Because self-reflection is an honest talk with yourself. You really say this and this and this is not good. And you need really courage to say to yourself, you are, for example, yeah, not good. And for example, you are always angry and you have to really understand that this is not a good characteristic. Every time you get angry, you have to return back to Allah and say, Allah, I really, again, I was weak. Please help me to be as you want me to be. And this journey is a long journey, but when you're patient, and patience in this, it, it's not passive. Patience means to actively try again and try again, patiently try again and try again. Become angry again and come back to Allah again and say, and to back him through this journey. And this is the, the things I learned there. And this was also the reason why I wanted to help other sisters with this concept. SubhanAllah, that's such an amazing, valuable insights that you've given us and what you've learned on your journey to different countries. And we can definitely resonate when we have to work on ourselves. And the self-reflection is, again, you are so right, it is an honest talk with yourself. You get to know yourself and you get to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are what you need to work on and if anger as an example that you gave if anger is one of your weaknesses and you want to try and improve it like I said you know if you do fail you can always try again and the more you try again the more you try to instill a better habit this will then make you control your anger and certain things that trigger you to get angry you will not let them control you and you will be able to move on and patiently try again and it's so beautiful how you said how you have patience so you're enduring patiently if we go through hardships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verily there is ease after hardship. So we are being patient even when we're going through our hardship. But the way you explained it was so beautiful that you patiently try again. So if you did fail, for example, you got angry, you patiently tried again. That was such a beautiful concept. Jazakallah khair for sharing that with us. Could you tell us, Sister Esra, what led you to this profession and what you actually help women with? Actually, it was always an internal desire of mine to motivate others, to help them to improve. Since this is something Allah put in my heart, it came internally that I wanted to purify my heart. I wanted to purify my words. I wanted to purify my behavior. Through this journey, living abroad and through those experiences, through the failures, because from failure, I really learn the most. There are so valuable failures. I made this concept of time management, using time management to self-improve, to heal, because every one of us needs to heal. Loving the dunya makes the heart sick. And we need to heal from this. We need to heal from this. And the best way to heal from this is to use your time wisely. Because if you use your time wisely, you will reach your goals but if you waste your time if you are not conscious about it if you don't see it as a gift as opportunity you will never grow and everything in nature is growing so if we stop growing it means we're dying the result is feeling sad 
these things are the result of not growing means you didn't grow and this is our reason why we're here we have to grow we have to improve and once i got this it's the principle of happiness actually you can only get happy if you are striving for something good and the best thing to strive for is jenna this is the best goal you can have because there was one scientist actually he said you have to set goals that you cannot reach what better goal is gentle for those because we we never know if we reach it or not this always keeps us going and this is very great from him because if you set a goal for example the goal a lot of people is buying a house or making a house and they make it and once they did it they they feel depression because there is no growth after it so genital fiddles is the goal and using your time to grow the akhira and also the concept of islam subhanallah the tool of fasting and praying is to make us successful here in the dunya and in the akhira subhanallah because there's no other system in the world who's calling you five times to success it's five times in the prayer and the azan we are hearing come to the prayer come to success the prayer is ultimately the way to success because i really went through the biology and psychology behind the prayer and i want to know what is actually happening in the brain when we pray and subhanallah if we pray with concentration the fruits of the praying will make you the leader of a nation it first of all it is helping you to prioritize your thoughts by blocking other thoughts because we have to concentrate on what we recite right so by learning to blocking other thoughts we are learning to prioritize thoughts we needed in our everyday lives to prioritize thoughts and other thing is anxiety worries and all of these feelings are vanishing because the one who is praying the the part in the brain for anxiety for example or for fear is getting smaller by training yourself to focus and brain need this break if we don't give the the brain the break we are not able to deal with stress because the prayer is there ultimately to give us a break to give our thoughts a break but if we are continuing to think about the dunya in the prayer first of all this is something allah dislikes because it's the conversation with allah it is like when i speak to someone and i'm thinking about something else i'm not with this person i'm speak to him i will not have valuable statements i cannot even make a sentence which makes sense because if i'm with the thought somewhere else i cannot communicate with the one in front of me and really understanding that this is a dialogue and that we have to improve it when i understand this concept of success it's in the prayer i want to share it with the world because this is the tool of being one of the champions in the dunya and one of the champions inshallah in the akhira and that's why it's linked to success in the call of praying subhanallah Jazakallahu khairan. You have mentioned so many important and valuable things. First of all, you mentioned the concept of purification being a lifelong journey, purifying our thoughts, purifying our speech. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that those who purify themselves are successful. And you mentioned Jannatul Firdaus being our ultimate goal. That's definitely the case. And it's about being on the journey towards a goal, being on the path. right for example in surah al-fatiha we ask allah to guide us to the path sirat al-mustaqim so that was really beautiful and thank you so much for mentioning that and as muslims subhanallah we have everything we need to be successful 
given to us, not just for the Akhira, but also for this dunya and using everything that's been given to us and sharing it with other people is truly valuable. And I pray that Allah puts barakah in everything you do and accepts everything you do. So one question I would like to ask you is, from your experience of helping and supporting Muslim women, what are the most common obstacles and hurdles you have noticed that stop women from reaching their goals and full potential? The biggest obstacle here is because we 90% of the, my clients came to me, we are speaking because in the beginning we are setting goals and they're saying other people around me think I cannot achieve it. So they're putting boundaries between them and the goals and the biggest wall they are really putting is the opinion of other people. This is really holding them back to shine their true light. And what I'm doing here is to assuring them that it's not important what other people think because it's their limits and that every one of us has a talent that no one else has and the world is desperately needing this but if we keep holding us back and thinking because the other people might think that i cannot do it we will never fulfill our mission and but this is why we're here we have to find ourselves we have to find our mission and we have to go for it there will be people who will not help you but this also is for you a reason to again to patiently try and to really find your way in this journey you really because maybe this also of course the hikmah from Allah that the people around you might not support you because you should stick with dua you should stick with the hadrik and stick with the sujood this is also process to come closer to Allah because once we are getting closer to Allah it's not important anymore what the people around us thinks it's only important what Allah thinks and this makes us so powerful Because if you have this attitude that it doesn't matter what people think, I do it for Allah, you become unstoppable. You become a role model and you become so strong and you have so much light inside of you that even the people around you are getting from this barakah. And this, every one of us can do it. Every one of us has this light. It's inside. But a lot of women are not daring to go that path because of the opinion of the people around them. Thank you so much for that. That's uh, amazing how you shared with us about everything that helps women and how it links back to our deen and our spirituality. And at the beginning of the podcast, you said that it's all about service, right? How we can serve other people, how we can serve the ummah. And what you're doing is that, you know, you are helping women and you are noticing the different types of obstacles and hurdles that they are encountering and you're working with that but but then again you are slowly linking that back into the deen as well and how we can definitely develop ourselves further so that we strengthen our character we strengthen our success in this dunya as well as prioritizing our akhirah which is our main ultimate goal jazakallah khair for sharing that with us i wanted to ask you sister esra that you talk about the importance of time and mm -hmm. could you tell us what you teach women how to manage time successfully so that we all can be mindful of how we spend our time first of all i always say you have to manage your time as you manage your money as you don't want to waste your money you should manage your time by that and what i give to them is a template daily planner and they have to plan every single hour as detailed as possible they have to plan every single hour we are making with them a morning routine what they do after fajr what they read how many pages of quran 
than what they learn by heart. Really amazing morning routine with the Quran, with dua, with askar. And then what I'm doing after that, okay, I make breakfast and during I'm making the breakfast, they all have to listen to Quran in the background. The Quran has to be like their best friends throughout the day. Whenever they're cleaning, whenever they're cooking, this must be always present. Also the zikr during their cleaning and during the things that they're doing with their hands, they always have to be in some way or another with zikr, but most importantly with Quran, listening to it to be connected to the Quran. And then they go further, Zuhur, what I do after Zuhur, ah, there is one spot I can read 30 minutes, maybe about the seerah of the Prophet And then they continue and going until the night and they see they have a lot of time left because I always say, if you don't make your time management, Iblis will make your time management. And it is all we have. It is the it is a gift. If, if it's passed, it will never come back. The money will come back somehow. But this is really, every second is a chance. And if we see it as a chance, we are also grateful to Allah. We understand that it's a gift. We really want to plan it. Um, we understand it's valuable because if you don't plan our days, it means we don't understand his gift. That means we are not thankful. Because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm helping them to plan their days and to say no. Because if you always say yes, you obviously have so many things to do. Helping them to be strong, to say no when it has to be. And to say no, not now, for example. And helping them also to guiding them with material where they can reach what and what they can do there and how to make the escar here and which tafsir for this i'm helping them with tips where they can read something and they really they are really doing it and they see immediately after one day of practicing the time management they say my family is happy i am happy i have a lot of time i did something for my dean i did something for my dunya this is really amazing and after four weeks you see they healed their sisters they're coming to me they're saying negative thoughts i have only negative thoughts and they are stopping me they are stopping me and after four weeks of doing this things that i tell them with iskar and with the zikr and the quran they really say i healed they went to therapists they they really made these things and no one could help them because i also tell them therapists they are very valuable because they have a lot of knowledge about psychology yes they have it but they need the nur the light is with allah if they don't say to you this zikr and this Quran, there cannot really be an improvement. So there must be really more Islamic therapists who are really using the deen with the deen together because it's not enough to read the Quran. We have to understand it truly. We have to go to the balagha. If, 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 if they really should make with them balagha together, this is maybe not psychology, but they're connecting to themselves again. Because the Quran, you will see Allah is asking all of the time. He wants to teach us how to self-reflect. The best way to learn self-reflection is over the Quran. And in this book, it's really crucial for us. If we are far from this book, then the depression comes. If we are far from this book, then the difficulties comes. Of course, there'll be tests and everything. This is no matter. Of course, everyone is tested. But the one who is close to Allah and close to his book, in the difficulty he or she will find sweetness. In the difficulty, he or she will find happiness within, within, because during the, the, the time of pain and everything is paining and hurting, this person who is close to this book, who understands this book, 
feel thankful for only because in this moment of pain we are making dua much more from from the heart not only from the tongue and only to be able to make dua from the heart these people are happy and subhanallah i also see that every time i do this when i'm in difficulty and i'm thankful to make dua to him more sincere he's taking away the test subhanallah um, i think i went far away from the question actually that's perfectly fine i had such a big smile on my face while listening to you some of the things you said reminded me of how we need to control our thoughts and the prayer helps us control our thoughts and i was asking one of my mentors about thoughts and if there is any time where we don't think at all because it feels like there's always something you're thinking about right your mind is never really free it feels like and she said yes and our brain needs this pause and it is the prayer right it is the prayer where we empty our mind from all the thoughts we might have and it's so beautiful because only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about our thoughts and he wants us to come to him with a mind open to receive his message of course and to connect to him and he wants us to free our thoughts in his presence and that's so beautiful for example a lot of people are talking about meditation a lot of research has been conducted in the field of meditation how beneficial it can be in many different areas of your life but we have the prayer we have allah who gives us this opportunity to really reflect about what is really going on he also mentioned how we need to track and plan for our days we need to track what we are doing and i think you would also agree to this that we also have to track what we are thinking so not just yes. thinking about what we are doing but also thinking about what we're really thinking about if we become more conscious of that we become so much more open to learning and also going back to the quran because the quran is healing it is shifa there is healing in the quran i can definitely relate to this especially in the beginning of this year with a lot of changes happening i started focusing more on athqar and there was one that really stood out to me which was masha allah can whatever allah wills happens and whatever he does not will does not happen just having that certainty in your life and prioritizing him will really make you unstoppable so thank you so much for sharing those valuable insights and something that i find really really interesting is that you talk about the power of words and quantum physics in your book and also on your instagram account could you tell us more about what it really is and how that understanding can help us in our life yes sure but before this i wanted to add something to the negative thoughts because this is so important you know a lot of people also come to me because of negative thoughts and they're asking me how to yeah fight this you have to fight actually every single negative thought was a positive one and nothing is more positive than zikr and dua and uh, it is proven also that the most people think all of the time who said something about me or who hurt me and so on and in this point and it's very powerful because this is working with each system when you think about someone who hurt you because this negative thought is coming from shaitan to steal your time to steal your energy and you just say to allah may allah forgive this person even if you don't forgive by saying it a lot because everything you say a lot with your tongue it goes to your heart so by saying a lot for example may allah forgive him 
you will see that your mind will filled with positive thoughts because you don't give shaitan chance anymore to enter it. But by staying on a negative thought and thinking all the day about how someone said something about me, anything else, any negative thought must be stopped. Because if you don't fight against this, it's a jihad. It's a jihad, but you have to go through this jihad. Otherwise, shaitan is really likely to control your behaviors because that means you already control your thoughts. And every thought is leading to a behavior. This is something I wanted to add because uh, it's really working and we, we have to be conscious about this jihad against our thoughts. And to your question, quantum physics, when I was in the same time in Kuwait, when I was reading about tafsir and the translation about the Quran, I was reading in the same time, subhanAllah, give him a lot about quantum physics. I never understood it before because it is so complex. It is like physics and philosophy both. And it is really complex. But in this moment, when I read in the same time the Quran and the same time the quantum physics, in the same time, I was only then able to understand quantum physics and the Quran. Because before this point, I was not able to understand. Quantum physics claims that reality is an illusion. It's not there. And Allah say in the Quran, reality is an illusion. Quantum physics claims that there's in different dimensions, different time spaces, yeah, times. Allah speak a lot about different times. He say in, in the Barzakh is another time than here. He say when, when the angels are coming down, they need like 1000 years is one day for us, for example. You really understand something. Because if you understand the quantum physics and the Quran and you combine it, you see, you have to focus on Akhirah because it's not even there. Scientists see it and they are not even yeah, believers. But they say it is an illusion. The reality is an illusion. And when you once you understand this and the physics say it to you, you focus on Akhirah. And that's why it, it's so important to really take classes. You can take class from any university about quantum physics. Don't have to be a Muslim scientist who's speaking about it. You just collect information and you combine it. Because if you are on this path of getting knowledge and you really show Allah you want it and you don't sleep for it, you sacrifice your time, you sacrifice your money, you sacrifice a lot of things, then Allah gives you hikmah. It means you are reading something not related to Islam, but he makes you related to the Quran. And in this time, like a light bulb is going in your head and you say, subhanAllah. You know, life's getting easier also. If you really combine the science with Islam, subhanAllah. So quantum physics is really enlightening, very enlightening. Yeah. SubhanAllah, that's so interesting. I would never have thought of putting quantum physics and how you relate that back to Islam and Deen and everything, the way you explained it as well. Just by that sentence alone that the, they say that the reality is an illusion mm -hmm. and how we always have to, in the Quran, it's described how Jannah al-Fardos is going to be decorated for us and we can sort of visualize that and we try our best. That's why we want it so much. That's why it's, it's the best goal, the, the ultimate goal that we strive for it every single day because we know what kind of things we, that we're going to have all the goodness there because we, it's been described in the Quran. The way you related it, it's so interesting. And it, what you said, it gives us an opportunity to go out there and learn more about it so that, you know, you gain more knowledge. And then that way, whatever knowledge you seek, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you and then link it back to the Quran and like you said scientists nowadays 
come up with all different kinds of discoveries saying, you know, we've discovered this now, but this was already known at the time of the Prophet Wasallam. different things that's come to surface now. And all of this knowledge that they think that they've discovered it now, but it was already there 1400 years ago. So it's so interesting. I will be looking into that. Thank you so much. I wanted to ask you, Sister Esther, is that you focus a lot on self-optimization by focusing on time management. We as Muslims, we know that the purpose for which we exist on this earth is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything good is ultimately from Allah. So how do you balance everything? You mentioned earlier that you sacrificed your sleep, you know, you went to different countries, you were constantly learning about the religion, you wanted to learn about how to improve your character, you wanted to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How did you balance deen and dunya? Yeah, this is a very amazing hadith from the Prophet ﷺ. He said, one third should be for deen, one third should be for dunya, and one third for the sleep. And he actually gave us the solution. Today, maybe it might be here or there difficult to get the one third, one third. But the idea is to really look to your plan to have the deen in your life as a routine that you always do in the morning, for example, every morning. And that means even if, if there's earthquake, you stick to it and you will learn discipline from this. You have the Quran as a real foundation. And it is the friend in your days accompanying you and also in the same time, something you really made a routine in your life. That means in the morning, in the evening and throughout the day by listening, by reflecting, you are doing the stuff for the dunya and you make zikr. And by doing this, the stuff for the dunya, whatever you do, is getting so easy. A lot of sisters who came to me and I told them, this is now the zikr challenge. Yeah, four weeks, you with me, I'm checking up on them every day. And I'm asking, how was zikr? How was the Quran? How was the, the salah? Was it on time? Because they also have to make a salah tracker. That means they have to write down after each and every salah how their khushua was, how their concentration was. And by this, they're improving. So it's a really strict plan, but they're sticking to it, alhamdulillah. And you, you just divide your day and you make sure it's dunya inside and the deen inside. And you also mix them both. While cleaning, you make zikr, for example. Thank you so much for sharing how you help sisters and how you balance those two things. And it also reminded me of how when we prioritize the deen, the dunya will come to us. We, Of course, there's nothing easy in this life, but Allah will make it easy for you when you make him a priority. And it's really beautiful how you also mentioned that it will teach you discipline. Self-discipline is something that is so important in Islam. Of course, um, regarding what we do, but also regarding what we think and how we think, being disciplined in that as well. So it's really a holistic understanding of life. It's not dunya or deen, but it's dunya in deen. So deen being encompassing and dunya being in there, but also, of course, our ultimate goal being Jannah and using this dunya really as a bridge to get to Jannah al-Firdaus, um, by the mercy of Allah. So as we are nearing the end of this episode, I would like to ask you about your book and your current services and the projects that you are doing. What can we expect in the future? Would you like to share some of these with us? Yes, right now I'm working on my app 
And the main function for this app is that I will send some push notifications to remind them to remember Allah, to motivate them to keep going. And it should be making them conscious. Like I will send a push notification, for example, and say to them, make salawat on the Prophet, Did you reflect today about the Quran? Or I will send them an ayah of the Quran and reflect upon it and ask themselves, how does this ayah fits in my life or did i experience something like this because you always have to need a connection to the book everything you read you should question yourself and training them by this to come closer to allah and i i love it the idea so much that because every time i send this push notification that they should remember allah that's why my name is hasna billionaire because that's my goal yeah i want so be hasna billionaire it's amazing to work for allah is amazing because you never lose you never lose it is they will say the zikr because you remembered them and the way to make this app is actually not easy but on the way to do this i always have this in mind i will benefit them and whenever they are remembering Allah through my push notification I will also benefit from it this really makes the work for Allah amazing so this is one the, the apps it, it will come very soon inshallah and my services I am giving the group coaching and also one-to-one -one coachings sometimes I do webinars Sometimes, for example, do business like Khadija, where I really mix also Dean with business, how to make business in a very good manner, how to increase the risk, how you have to be as business woman to be successful, because we have a lot of role models uh, and also a lot of things from the Prophet about business that we should implement in our business to grow. For example, Prophet said in the, after Fajr, when you work after Fajr, your risk will increase. Knowing this, you wake up at Fajr and you work on your business and you, you really see the fruits of it. Yeah, my book is um, about my experiences in China and Kuwait. It's also a self-help book. You will find a lot of things about time management. You'll find a lot of things about gratitude. It's a really big part also, the gratitude. And also you'll find a lot of things about how to develop khushua in prayer how to improve your prayer, how to feel gratitude in your prayer. Because, you know, we all need someone who, you know, even if we see everything, but sometimes you need someone who point at it. And I think this is valuable to also like all the sheikhs and this is amazing. If, if someone point at it, you really get to understand. And there's a lot of pointings. If, if I can say this, uh, in the book that will make you think. And I also use this method of questions a lot in the book for them to self-reflect. A lot of, I, I, I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm thinking loud a lot in the book, making them understand that the water for the flower is knowledge for us. As a flower needs the water, we are desperately in need of knowledge and knowledge makes us ultimately grow. Allah, that is something that I can truly, definitely, and I think Mariam as well agree on that. As a flower needs water, we definitely need knowledge. We need knowledge throughout our life. Being a lifelong student, we need to develop ourselves and knowledge is so vast like an ocean. We need to try our best throughout our lives to try and seek knowledge constantly on all areas in our life in order for us to grow further and achieve success. There's been so many valuable 
pieces of advice. And one of the things that I've learned is that you work on time management and how that links in with the Dean is the way I see is that if you are not structured with your time, then you are like a leaf flying around in the wind. It's you, you don't have that structure. The way our religion is structured, we have our five salahs and there are different times during the day. And these times are key for us as humans because on each time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have just made them all at one time and we just pray our salah at one time. But the whole point is that throughout the day, they're done at different times so that we are able to balance deen and dunya. We are able to do our dunya work. We are able to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our adhkar after fajr, after maghrib. You know, all these things that we have to try and, you know, raising a family and incorporating all the things that we have to do. SubhanAllah, it makes you think and it's so valuable and alhamdulillah for us being Muslims. And last but not least, a question that I wanted to ask you is, we would like you to give us a piece of advice that you find extremely crucial or maybe a tip you wish someone had told you in the past. That would be focus on yourself. Let go of all the distractions around you. Focus on yourself and on your goal and keep learning. Keep learning and invest in knowledge invest in yourself the best things in life are coming there's nothing better than this the best things in life are coming from honesty this is the root allah will not give you knowledge without honesty not real knowledge you will have some surface some you know, little knowledge from here and there but the profound connection to allah you will get through honesty he will use it as a tool for his religion but you have to be honest it's very very important honest and working on it it is a process. But every time we say something and we might think maybe I should have said it different way or better or I hide the information. Every time also in this point, we have to return back to Allah and say, Ya Rabbi, Astaghfirullah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I really don't wa I want to be honest. Help me with it. Help me with it. And I started with this when I was 18. I was 18. I had the decision. I want to be completely honest. I found it so beautiful and now I'm 29. It's been a very, very hard journey, but you will see there's coming ease with it. There's coming so much baraka with it. There's coming life with it. To so focus also on self-reflection. This is the crucial thing to grow. Thank you so much. That is so valuable. In life, we often focus on other people. We want to make other people happy. And in the process of also being distracted, by social media, by entertainment, we lose connection to ourselves. And when we are disconnected from ourselves, we will never be able to truly connect to Allah and also to other people. So your advice and insight on this is truly valuable. Just focusing on honesty, focusing on sincerity and truly putting Allah at the center of our life will make everything so much easier. I mean, life is not really easy. There are hardships and difficulties, obstacles in life. But it is only Allah who can make that easy. And when that is our focus and our intentions are only for him, it will be easier. So one thing that I would like to add this podcast with, and this was in the description of your book, and I found this so beautiful, was your next success is one dua away. Learn from the prophets how they made dua and go out and build your empire. <laughs> I did this.
Allah is teaching us how to make dua through the prophets in the Quran, and we have to use them. With every problem, we have to look at the Quran, which are about sickness, okay, Prophet Ayub, about the risk, Prophet Sulaiman, mm -hmm. looking and really using this in every sujood, and you will see how the money is coming after you, how the health, you know, it is, as I said, with time, yeah, with patiently trying, but it will, you will, inshallah, really get it through dua and actions, of course. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for being on the episode with us. It was really, really insightful. And we definitely enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your amazing questions. Thank you so much, Sister Esra. I thoroughly enjoyed what you shared with us. There's something unique about what you do. There's not many people that I've met or that I know of that are working on these extremely beneficial projects. And our intentions are that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only takes our soul away from us when he is happy with us and yes. the way your business is billionaire coaching is that you are gaining your hasanats as well as trying to earn a living and that yes. is such a beautiful concept that you merged together and we would like to wish you every success in every single venture that is coming in the future may Allah bless you and put barakah in your business and make it a success for you in the hereafter as your good deeds and may Allah reward you and thank you so much for coming on to our podcast and we really thoroughly learned a lot and we hope that our listeners also have learned a lot from you I mean the same for you may Allah make you successful with your podcast and your intention to share good with the world well there you go everyone Sister Esra shared truly valuable gems with us and we really hope that you all benefit from this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes that are on our YouTube channel and be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and videos when we upload. And lastly, always remember taking steps in healthy increments is a way towards goal achievements.